Hello and welcome to another episode of Tiger Phonics Interviews. Today on the episode, on behalf of Aventilade, we are going to be speaking to Simon, the keyboardist from Hiatus Coyote. They've just gotten home from a couple of tours and we're going to speak to them about the highlights of that trip and what's coming up next for them. So stay tuned and enjoy. Uh, hello and welcome to the Tiger Phonics podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jack Hewson, and today on the phone we are having a uh, bit of a chat with Simon Maven from Hiatus Coyote. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show today, man. Hey, hey, no worries. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, so you guys just got back from a tour. Um, tell us, how was how was that? Yeah, man, we, we just did um, a couple of runs, actually. Uh, we did uh, four weeks uh, stint in America and Europe, and then we had a couple of weeks off and then went to South America for two weeks. It was, um, it was wild. I mean, we did, uh, we didn't do that many shows, but we, we, um, did enough to, to, uh, I don't know, have a great time. And it was, it was pretty relaxed around, uh, Europe and America. Um, but all the shows were, were, really amazing it was really great to be back out on the road again it's been quite a while since we've done that uh honestly that sounds perfect man uh so so what places did you go where was your favorite place uh in america and, and europe i mean in, in america we only hit new york and la um both those places were fantastic I and mean, they're probably some of our strongest audiences in in, in the world um and then in in Europe we we did Hamburg, we did London, we did Amsterdam, and we did Barcelona. And I mean, all the shows are great, dude. We just you know they're all practically sold out, and we have a, a really great audience, and it's kind of a, a good sort of global following for hiatus. You know, we just sort of we get to a a, a country and. Um, we generally haven't been there in a while and people are hungry for the music, you know? Absolutely. Uh, so when it comes to the band and your music, do you prefer the touring side or do you prefer to tinker around and, and make the new, the new music and stuff like that? Um, oh, that's a, that's a hard one. It's, it, it always seems like, uh, the others better while you're in it. If yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you'll sort of be home working on a record or, you know, taking it easy and you sort of start missing the road. And then when you're on the road, you start to miss home and miss the, the studio. So it's, it's sort of, you can never get it right, really. <laughs> Maybe one day. There you go. So has, has music always been a part of your life personally then? Yeah. Yep. Um, I started playing music when I was very young. And probably five or six years old, um, and then never really stopped. I sort of uh, started playing piano when I was a kid, and then started singing uh, a few years after that, and then joined some choirs. And I was in the National Boys Choir for about four or five years, which was a great experience. Um, I played violin, I played drums when I got to high school. And I was in more choirs, and by the time I got to university, I had sort of stripped everything back, and it was sort of back to mainly just piano with a little bit of vocals in some of the, the university choirs. And then, then when I finished uni, I just became a professional musician, and that's been about oof, almost uh, 10 years now. 
So it sounds like you're, you're pretty well versed across a lot of different styles. Hiatus is uh, self-termed a future soul band. How did you guys land on that sound? Is that something you always wanted to make? Um, no, nah, man. There was never... I mean, we... I can't, I don't know who coined it that. I, I can't remember who said that, but like none of us really want to give it a name or a genre. It's like we, we just... We, there was never a... a a genre that we were trying to define or anything like that. We were just making music, dude. We just got in a room together. Someone brought a song in or an idea and we fleshed it out and turned it into something that we're all, you know, proud of. And and that's kind of been the way we've done it ever since, you know, there's never been a, a conscious thought about developing something that sounds specifically like something. It's just sort of, does it, does it sound good or doesn't it sound good? <laughs> That's yeah. kind of, it's pretty, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit cutthroat in that way, but it's kind of good as well because it weeds out, you know, the, 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 the good ideas, I guess. And sort of, that's why it sounds like it sounds, but it, it, everyone comes from completely different backgrounds. And I, 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 in the last 10 years have played in dozens of different bands and different styles and, and uh, I think, you know, everyone's just got their their thing that they're really into. And, I mean, now it's a bit different since, you know, the band's been going for almost eight, nine years now. So everyone's evolved and, you know, everyone just listens to so much different music and that comes through and everyone's writing and everyone's playing. But everyone still retains their sound and, and who they are, but it's still, I, I think it's important for everyone to have a, a diverse, you know, listening ability or scope, but I don't know. I, I think that's similar for any musician these days. You've got the opportunity to listen to so much different music in your pocket, you know. So it's like, how do you when when you start writing original music where you don't define it as a genre? It's like it's it's limitless, you know. It can be because you've just got access to so much music. That's right. Inspiration is everywhere. And you guys definitely have a dynamic uh, sound. Uh, and it, it has appealed to a lot of people around the world, including other artists. Uh, over the years, you guys have been sampled by the likes of Kendrick Lamar and the Carters and Drake and a bunch of others. Um, how does it feel when you have these artists, uh, people in their own right, completely uh, you know, amazing artists, su- vibing on your track so much that they, they sample them for their own stuff? crazy <laughs> you know it's like it's wild it's sort of i don't know from from the beginning it's it's kind of been like that you know as soon as quest club jumped on it and as soon as erica badu jumped on it and, and then there was a bunch of really amazing musicians that we met when we went to the states but then like we we get to the we got to the places where they're from and we hang out with those people and they're, they're just you know they're normal musicians are sort of they're just they're just musicians so you just sort of realize that it's all about the music you know and, mm-hmm. and everyone's just searching for this this music and this sound and everyone's searching for inspiration doesn't matter who you are there's always you always need inspiration you know Absolutely. that kind of something that i kind of realized when we got to the states and we we were sort of meeting some of these people and we got to work with the likes of like Taylor McFerrin. I've hung out with him a lot and done some, made some music with him. And what an absolute 
legend and it was such a great experience to just um, work with people like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. So you, you said uh, now the band's, you know, eight, nine years old um, and you've been together for, well, as you said, nearly a decade. Have there been any outstanding highlights for yourself? <sighs> yeah, I mean, probably a big highlight was a few years ago now, but when we, we did a show at the Opera House, it was a pretty big gig for us. We... Um, um, everyone's sort of families flew up to the gig and we sold out the, the opera house and we had an incredible lighting show that we put on with the, the performance and it was just a really special sort of defining moment for everyone. You know, the, the opera house is a big deal for Australian musicians and to be able to play there and sell it out is um, is pretty monumental, I think. Yeah, 100%. That's... Yeah. One of the highest honors you can have in our country, really. And yeah, must be amazing. Yeah, man, that was crazy. And also, like, the Grammys, going to the Grammys, playing at the Grammys was was pretty amazing. Yeah, meeting Pharrell at the Grammys and him sort of speaking to us and telling us that we're doing the right thing and keep going. And that was that was a pretty big highlight for all of us, I think. That was pretty huge. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. The whole journey, man, the whole journey's just been been an absolute roller coaster it's like you know it's it, this last south american trip was one of the best i think we've ever done it was we just had such a good time and played incredible shows and we were playing to audiences in santiago and, and, and box Aires and, and we've never played there before and these people have been waiting to hear us for eight years you know and it was crazy. There was so much energy in the crowd, especially what's happening in Santiago at the moment. It was, it was so, it was, um, it was really, it was just an incredible experience. Oh, that's so good to hear that you're, you're still finding joy and the romance is still in the band, uh, in the modern stuff as well. That's, that's heaps good. Yeah. Um, so you guys are uh, coming over to Adelaide to play WOMAD uh, in 2020. Um, oh, yeah. What can people expect from you guys then? In 2020, so that'll be March, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man, Wyoming's like one of my favorite festivals I, I, in in the world. It's it's just such a good a good place to come and play. It's um, and I guess sorry, I just started talking about the the festival. <laughs> what are we gonna do? What what are we gonna do? You can talk about the festival, man. That's cool. <laughs> Well, it's it's incredible, dude. There's there's not many festivals like it, you know. It's it's got so much uh, diversity in the music that you can hear and see, and and they just bring such incredible artists over from around the world that you just don't get to hear at any other kind of festivals. You know, yeah. I've seen such incredible um, Indian musicians playing at that moment. It's just mind blowing, and yeah, it's, it's a it's a great opportunity. And it's such a beautiful location too. It's yeah. amazing. Um, what we're going to do, um, I mean, we, we, we're sort of at the tail end of making a new record, so there's a bunch of new music. We're not really playing a lot of it live yet, but um, maybe by then we will, but we're, we're, we're playing a bunch of stuff that hasn't been recorded yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think we played in Adelaide for a minute, so we'll, there'll definitely be a bunch of new music that, um, people haven't heard yet, I think, in the set. And we always flip our stuff. So every time we do 
that's it. We always try and change it up as much as we can. We rearrange songs from the record and have jams. And um, I'm not sure if the BVs, the backing vocalists, will be with us on this trip. But if they are, they always bring so much energy to the show as well. And we just we just have as much fun as we can. I mean, ho- hopefully we have a long set and we can uh, we can stretch out. <laughs> Well, yeah, that sounds absolutely great. That's something for us to sort of look forward to. We can't wait to see you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and having a chat with us today. Uh, enjoy the rest of the year, and we'll see you in 2020. Okay, cheers, bro.